Welcome to Mindful We, and thank you so much for listening. My name is Darshiga, and I'm excited to share a new podcast series that I'm experimenting with my partner. Um, When I was prepping for a spiritual ceremony, my partner suggested that uh, we should do a podcast together. And to be honest, I was hesitant at first, but mindful of turning towards his bits of connection. So I agreed um, to try one and see how and where it flows. Um, Of course, I will continue to provide guided meditations. And uh, now I'm going to add something more. My partner and I co-created the Mindful Marriage, um, which will be moments of mindful connection where we will talk about everything and anything that this human experience has to offer. Um, My deepest appreciation for you and your presence. And here is our first conversation. It's uh, it's Kumarin here, and Darshika. So uh, we had an idea that we wanted to test out. Uh, we thought we'd record some conversations between Darshika and myself. Um, it came out of a, a particular uh, experience that Darshika recently had. Um, it was just an idea that I had, and uh, she was open to it. We'll get into it right now, but. But yeah, just the context for this podcast, uh, we don't know how many it's going to be. This might be the only one, maybe not even this one. We'll see how it turns out. But we wanted to just have some conversations and uh, and just record it, I think mostly for ourselves, but I think we'll mm-hmm. probably put some of it out there. It's kind of like journaling, mm. now that I think about it, right? It's like collect, like joint journaling to ourselves. Mm-hmm. Maybe some people will read it, maybe some people won't. Mm-hmm. Um, do you want to say anything? I'll keep rambling if you don't say something. Um, I think it, uh, you know, I think, um, our intentions may be good to speak about, like how you shared, um, why you wanted to do this. Yeah. Which I shared a few different reasons. Which one? You only shared the one. Which one? Remind me. About communication. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yes, so so I guess... <laughs> uh, I guess the context for people is... Darsha used to tell me... Or has told me that I was one of the best... People... When it came to communications when we were dating. Mm-hmm. And then over the years... That you we know, had great communication. That we had great communications. Well, mm-hmm. we can't even take... Let me take credit for myself being the best. Um... <laughs> But I think over the years with, you know, with life and marriage and kids, we just don't get a chance to connect as much. And uh, we thought this might be a way for us to... I thought, sorry, (laughs) I'm sorry. I thought this would be a good way for us to just reconnect. And if nothing else, at least intentionally carve out a time for us to chat about about what we want and, you know, what we want to tell each other, I guess. And... Mm -hmm. And uh, if there are any people who want to eavesdrop on the conversation, so be it. <laughs> yeah, if we decide to put this out in the public domain. But anyways. Yeah, yeah. and you know, I, I shared, like, I was just paying attention to my reactions as you were saying that. 
and for me I was thinking like my first thought was okay like do we really need a podcast in order for us to reconnect and you know because I'm constantly always wanting us to reconnect and communicate it communicate more effectively and um and I think I shared like you know what would I think about someone if they put this out there yeah um and there was definitely some some judgment that I felt mm. um but then I concluded with uh, with um wanting to just be open and you know be receptive to your um your desire is not the right word but perspective uh, yeah perspective and like you know this is the way that you see us connecting and so one wanting to respect that one of the ways yeah yeah um so wanting to respect that and be open to that and uh, see where it goes and maybe it could be fun and yeah like you said i think um it it i think if you know if this does kind of work out for us then um it'll be like intentional carved out time just for you and i so yeah yeah and you know my my intention i mean obviously you know it's not a, not you know there's no new idea under the sun this is not original like mm -hmm. you know i've seen some of the stuff that jay shetty um does with his wife mm. uh you know and then you know morally and and dash i have done it as well and so i thought that was inspiring i think the ability to to have conversations in that way um in, in a creative economy i think it's an idea but but i think for us it's you know we want to try and get hopefully as you know as as honest as we possibly can mm -hmm. um, and share all kinds of ideas and uh, yeah maybe it'll work maybe it won't but you know no harm in trying new things right 100%. and this is definitely a new thing in our relationship mm -hmm. after like almost like what seven years now mm -hmm. so there is something new mm -hmm. that in <laughs> itself is uh, is worth it <laughs> I agree people are probably wondering we don't talk like this normally we usually like screaming batshit at each other I wonder how our families are going to react to this podcast. Because they see us at our worst and at our best. Mm. And this is definitely not the worst. I'm, I mean, I don't know if I would choose those words. I don't, I don't know if they would see us. I mean, they definitely, they see us trying to co-parent. And I think we're still trying to figure that out. And I don't know if, you know, I don't know if any couple has figured it out just because you know children they they continue to grow so their needs are constantly changing and as their needs constantly change it, that puts different pressure different demands on the couple um and yeah like i you know and we have very young children so not only are we trying to co-parent you know in a very healthy happy way um i think as new parents there's a lot of um there's a lot of introspection and reflection that comes into play based on how you were brought up, right? And and navigating whether that's how you want to raise your children and and you know, sometimes people are like people are like, "Oh, I'm never going to do that." Right? I'm not I'm not I'm not I'm not going to be like my mom or I'm not going to do this thing like my dad or you know, I don't and I think like that's it, that I think that requires intentional action right i because naturally we model what we see yeah um so i think there's also a lot of that that we're doing you know we're constantly i think that's probably one of our you know 
our consistent sort of arguments we get into about of the know, many arguments we, we get into where yeah where does this come from is yeah. this you know are you being intentional do you want to like is this the life you want to give your children like you know just because you grew up like this like yeah. were you happy da 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 and, you know because for me like mental health and obviously like emotional well-being are like huge huge things more than any thing else really right I, i feel like this is a totally different podcast yeah this, so this is a, <laughs> we went down the path of a different podcast that is not what this podcast was supposed to be all about but we're going to go with the flow anyways um yeah so so this but, you know we i feel like this is more authentic and what you we were also wanting right like going with the flow and yeah but i i do want to not lose the opportunity for you to speak about this very interesting experience that you just went through mm-hmm. and and i thought it was such a important thing um mind you i was like you know it's on one of my rum benders on the weekend and i was like just downstairs on in the theater room i was drinking and thinking about this thing that was happening for you and i'm like oh my god this is amazing that darshika is actually doing this and we need to capture this somehow mm-hmm. so so the experience um i'll share my perspective like sure. in terms of how it came up but i want you to tell obviously it's your experience and i want to kind of ask you questions about it mm-hmm. like the way like somebody who hasn't heard it from you would ask um so one of the first few things i remember you sharing with me when we first started dating mm-hmm. like in 2015 uh, mm-hmm. i guess was you've always wanted to um uh, go through a through an ayahuasca experience mm-hmm. um and i'm not going to portray that i'm an expert so you can share what you know about the ayahuasca ceremony and you know what it what it's all about but mm-hmm. but i thought you know after a, what almost 7 years like you know you kind of went back to that one of the first few things you ever got excited telling me about 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 yourself was this and you did it so mm-hmm. you know congrats <laughs> took 7 years uh but you can say that you've achieved that and uh we'll get into what that meant if you carried a lot of years of expectations into that did mm-hmm. that pan out did that not pan out we'll get into it but But yeah, why don't why don't you share with those of you who don't know uh what what an ayahuasca ceremony is all about? Mm. So ayahuasca itself um in Peru it's considered medicine. Here um it's not. Um it has uh, it's uh, perceived very differently here but uh, you know i think uh, as time goes i think and um we are more open um our perspectives will um change and hopefully be open to different forms of medicine like uh, ayurveda is like a big thing now right and uh, i'm not sure it was 20 years ago right or um the perspective and um awareness has definitely changed around that so um just that just like that i i would hope that um so many different cultures and countries have so much wonderful knowledge and wisdom to offer and and so yes i'm kind of going off on a tangent but ayahuasca is um it's known to um it's known as medicine in peru and um and so and it's made up of it's it's kind of it's like a drink it's a tea made up of um from my understanding the roots of um a few different trees mm-hmm. um yeah and 
um, yeah, and, and and so um, it's met. It's known as uh, people use it as medicine because um, it relieves them. You know, again, I, I I'm not. Uh, I'm not necessarily an expert on this, and I would imagine someone from Peru speaks about it a bit differently, but uh, um, there's actually, you know, hospitals in Peru that have a alternative medicine wing where ayahuasca is given to people. Oh, interesting. I yeah. Okay. Yeah. So um, it's... Uh, like within like, uh, within a homeopathic environment, they have this... Right this treatment as well that's interesting yeah, that's pretty yeah. progressive yeah and i mean it's it's in their homeland right so yeah. but um, you wouldn't find necessarily ayurvedic hospitals actually, in a western medicine environment in south asia for example right as often you know what i mean okay yeah actually i actually um also recently someone told me <coughs> that even in the states there's um uh, there are places where like specialty do, hospitals yeah, yeah, yeah that provide sense. ayahuasca mm, um, but uh, so the way that I heard about it was from do Dr. Gobor Mate mm -hmm. um, so when I was when I was um, in practice um, in addictions and helping folks with uh, mental health and addictions um, the where I used to work we kind of um, had a presentation from Dr. Gabor Mate and he is like a, in person. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. He's amazing. Um, he's very good. He yeah. has, yeah, he has really great books. Um, in the realm of hungry ghosts is an amazing book. Mm. Um, but anyways, uh, he, so he's, he's, you know, he's this profession that's super well known and, um, he worked, he used to work in the downtown east side, treating folks with heavy, heavy, heavy into um, addictions and trauma. So mm. all of, like, so much trauma. Mm. Um, and I, I'm not sure, I, I believe he told us, but I can't remember. Somehow he found out of, about ayahuasca and he tried it himself. Mm. Um, and he... And for him, it was, he speaks about going through his own trauma with the Holocaust. Um, that's right, yeah. So he, uh, you know, so that's, um, he speaks about how it was, uh, how it was an amazing experience, essentially, and how he felt, um, how, uh, I can't remember his exact words, so I'm not even going to try, but uh, it was an amazing experience for him. And mm. um, one of the things I remember him saying is that he felt very connected to nature when he did come outside and like felt like the trees were um, speaking to him and communicating with him. Mm. Um, and uh, yeah, so, uh, so yeah, so that's how I found out about ayahuasca. Um, and then, and so after his experience, he actually started recommending it to his clients with severe, severe trauma. Mm. Um, so then, uh, so yeah, so that's how I found out about it. And then, um, and then I've, I wanted to try it. I'm, um, I guess I'm, I am a person that's kind of open to anything and everything, especially, especially when it's recommended by someone that you, you know, look up to mm. and, um, has how, how old were you during this stage when you, uh, when you had a chance to listen to Gabor Mate? And... I feel like it's 2015. Oh, in 2015 itself. 2014, 2015. Oh, I see. Okay, just before we met then. Mm -hmm. Okay, got it. Yeah. Um, yeah, so... And then I started... Um, but I don't think... I'm not sure if he mentioned it. I don't think I, I 
knew of the perspective of ayahuasca because I think I started looking into like where I, you can do it and where it's available and stuff like that. And it's it's not accessible because of the perspective that mm. here we have in the Western or in Canada or in Ontario because um, I think uh, more ceremonies are readily more available in Vancouver than it is here in Ontario. Um, but um, yeah, so... Um, I've always wanted to try it. There's a very huge spiritual component to it because right. um, it is often like when it's done right, it's usually done by it's done by a shaman yeah. who, um, you know, has extensive experience, knowledge, and wisdom, and you know, this is what they do. Right? Yeah, and they guide you and and kind of guide you through the experience to ensure that you have a positive experience um, and come out of it uh, come out of it you know lighter and having so the other way it's been described to me is that it's like 20 years of therapy in one night sure right so I, I guess we'll get into what the actual process looks looks like um, but just before we do that like so this is 2014 2015 it's 2022 when did the when did that you know when did you want to actually actualize this experience like did it happen six months ago was there like a motivating always, factor 100%, so so, so yeah. what happened like this year that you're like you know what i'm going to do this because yeah. you found somebody else to go with you went with yeah yeah you know your our sister-in-law yeah uh, was that like having a partner 100%. was open to it was that the big kind of thing that held you back a hundred percent okay um it was yeah like i've always wanted to do it and i've always wanted to respect the ceremony and the process um, and, uh, and so, you know, uh, friends that I've known to be open, I've asked them and, you know, they were open to it, but I, but they were, you know, they're, them being open to it isn't necessarily a reason I think to do it, right? I wanted someone that can understand and honor the ceremony part of it and respect mm. like the whole spiritual process and like the, the transformation, yeah. um, be open to that and want them for themselves want that for themselves so um and that was naz my sister-in-law she um she was very open to it and uh yeah there was like over the years you know there's been moments where i'm like i want to do this i want to do this but then thinking about doing it by myself staying somewhere unknown with you know strangers sure. essentially by myself just always scared the hell out of me so yeah um, so when I found, so yeah, when I've had discussions with Naz and she was very open to it and, and excited about it. And, and I think, you know, I think it happened as soon as it did because of her too, mm. um, because she was really excited about it. And then mm. I get, you know, I wanted to kind of piggyback off on that. Energy. Yeah. Yeah. Because I've always wanted to do it. So it's like, why am I waiting when I yeah. have, you know, this awesome person that's willing to, that's super excited as well about sure. it. Um, yeah, so okay. that's how. Can you, can you share the days leading up? I guess we'll get into the process of it. Mm -hmm. Uh, can you share what happens in the days leading up to the actual ceremony? Mm -hmm. uh, and then we'll get into what actually happens at the ceremony and then after the ceremony. Mm -hmm. So, um, the, the, I don't, the, the woman that led the f ceremony, I'm, I don't think she calls herself a shaman. Um, 
but she was called into it um, by Mother Ayahuasca. And, and that's been her experience. So who's Mother Ayahuasca? Is Ayahuasca itself. So I, Is Ayahuasca like a, a personification of a god of, of kind? It's kind, yeah, like a spirit. A spirit, okay. yeah. It's yeah. like this loving nature sort of spirit that. Uh, I see. Um, like, yeah, this energy that is beyond you or this consciousness that you connect, kind of connect to. Got it. Um, and so she was called by this mm-hmm. force. after several ceremonies. I see. Um, I also believe that she did a podcast speaking about her ceremony. So okay. if folks want to check that out, her name is Mary Lou Sanchez. Mary Lou Sanchez. Mm-hmm. Okay. In Ontario. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. She's amazing. As I said that, I'm like, I don't want to get her in trouble. <laughs> I don't think you will. I mean, because it's out there, right? <laughs> I haven't actually listened to her podcast. Sure. So, but uh, yeah, she's just my yeah. If I was to describe her, I feel I felt like she was an embod- embodiment of love. Wow. That's yeah. Amazing. Yeah, she is. Your question leading days leading, leading, days up, leading to up to the um, so the she sends out a. Um, this is by email. You're communicating with her by email, or yeah. is it by the phone, or? So we've been communicating through email and then she always wants to meet the people and have a discussion with them. She shares her, she shared her experience and, and even like, you know, I think, um, meeting people remotely through Skype, it's a very different experience. And then when I saw her, like, as soon as I like leading up to it, I was feeling kind of anxious, but as soon as I saw her, as soon as I entered her home, it was like all my anxiety really? disappeared. Wow. Yeah. Like her vibrations home and mm-hmm. her, yeah. like it was just such a loving and like like a like a holding space you know that was just so yeah it was it was uh she's amazing like what she has created there sure um so this leading up to the event i was yeah so there's a diet to follow um like uh two weeks before and after there is a diet that you need to follow because um and it's it's mostly to make sure that ayahuasca is experienced in a you know in in the most um i guess like powerful way because certain things that we put into our body interacts with ayahuasca in a certain way and so to not i guess you know have the experience be about that interaction but rather feel ayahuasca Mm. in you and so what's not included in the in the diet or what's included in the diet uh so she says two weeks before and two weeks after marijuana there's no marijuana one week before and after no alcohol three days before and after no dairy um no certain meats um which wasn't a big deal because i only eat seafood which was okay um um yeah she was like you know kind of focus your diet more on like natural living stuff like Mm. fruits and vegetables and lentils no soy um so no processed things yeah 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 okay yeah Mm, so the 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 day of the event Mm -hmm. can you describe to me i'm like i'm not sure i mean i don't want to 
stop you from sharing anything, but I don't know what part of this is subject to a confidential confidentiality waiver that you may have signed. I don't know if you've signed anything. Was there any consent or confidentiality waivers that you had to sign as part of the process? Mm-hmm. Oh, then you can share whatever you want to share, mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah, because I didn't want, like I wanted you to describe like, you know, not where you went necessarily, but like the, the space as you came into it, what were you able to observe and take us through, I guess, hour by hour, like what the ceremony, how it unfolded. Mm. This is the meat of like, I think what we wanted to chat about and, and create some awareness around this. Mm. Um, so it was our home, you yeah. know, it was her home. So I don't know if I feel comfortable sharing about how her home looked yeah, necessarily. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah. Um, but she definitely had a lot of like spiritual um, artifacts, um, like mm. Buddha paintings, paintings that were... Um, you know, from my perspective, symbolic of like spirituality. Um, and it wasn't, I, I don't honestly, I don't like, you know, I don't necessarily think it was even, well, I'm sure what she had in her home had to do with it, but it was, I just felt like, like as soon as I entered the door, it's not like I knew how her home looked, right? But as soon as I entered the door and like she welcomed us in, I just felt my anxiety like just, yeah, just kind of, it was like a like a way like I was um, like I I stood under the shower and the anxiety just kind of washed away washed away yeah off of me mm. so that was like yeah it was that was a very profound experience just that alone like and 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 it felt like you know like my brother is the one that took us right so he was uh, he was kind of making you know fun of me like yeah. oh you look anxious you've been wanting to do this for so long why are you anxious and like you know like be happy and excited and stuff and like i think part of it like the diet there was no caffeine is allowed either so that's a big one for you yeah so i felt a lot of like headache and stuff and like i think um like the diet, definitely the no dairy was very hard and yeah. the caffeine was hard. And so I think part of that, like I felt like, you know, my body was adjusting to that. And so having some like symptoms of that, um, but I guess it was mostly more anxiety. The headache was more anxiety and the nauseousness was more anxiety because uh, as soon as I saw her, I didn't feel it anymore. Mm. <laughs> Um, so, so you and now showed up, were there other people mm-hmm. as well? Okay. Yeah. So there were, I believe seven participants and two helpers, um, one including, um, including Mary Lou, the, mm. the practitioner, I guess. Yeah. Take us through what happens. I mean, I, I... So we went in, um, we just kind of introduced each other. Um, we introduced each other, each other spoke, everyone shared what their intentions were. Um, and then Mary Lou kind of went through, um, maybe, you know, what our expectations in terms of body should be, what, what they, um, what kind of service they will offer. I remember one of the things she said was, um, you know, cause the whole process is about, it's a, just like a very loving process about empowering yourself and, um, you coming to a place where you love and forgive yourself for, you know, any anger or whatever it is that you may be holding on to. Mm. Um, 
so you know one of the things I remember her saying is um, you know if, if you need someone to hold your hand like we'll do that we'll come and hold your hand but we won't do that the entire time because we want you to be able to hold yourself mm. right and love and trust yourself right so we can do like you know we'll help you like I remember when I got up to walk to the washroom like you know like um, I wasn't in full control of my body like I, I was but like it's like kind of an adjustment for mm. your body right so like and she was like right there holding uh me and making sure like walk me to the washroom and then waited outside and then walk me back and um yeah mm. so um so she shared that like expectations of what they would and would not do mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. What, what was the intention that you shared during that time of sharing My intention was to be just completely relieved of any, anything that, anything from the past that, um, is holding me back today. Mm. That's very broad. Mm, Is that, or did you have a specific thing in mind or was that, was that how you left it? That's what I said. Mm -hmm. Um, and when I say that, I have, like, I'm, I'm very aware of, you know, things that I may be doing currently that is based on some sort of, you know, trauma or anxiety from mm. my past. Mm. Um, so, like, I knew, like, I knew and I know um, what that would look like coming out after that, you know, mm. if I've achieved it. Mm. Maybe we'll come to that at the end to see if you'll be willing to share that. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so you articulated your intentions. They talk about expectations. What happens next at this point? Um, and then we, yeah, we all, each one of us have our, had our own mat. So we just got onto our mat, um, got ourselves. Uh, set up there and then uh, and then she starts it's she starts a ceremony you know she's there's um um like a you know she she was singing songs and um there was almost like a like a mantra mm. that she was like reciting um like in spanish yeah it mm. was in <clears throat> it was a different language um Sometimes she would uh, speak in English, but most of it was in, uh, was in, yeah, Spanish. Um, yeah, um, and then, so that, uh, that was beautiful to see. Um, that was beautiful to see because it was, um, like, you felt like this isn't a joke, you know, like, this isn't like a... This isn't like shrooms or like, you know, just an, like a drug experience. It's, yeah. it's a, spiritual it's a experience. spiritual, like transformational structured. Yeah. Yeah. Very, like very intentional, very, um, yeah, very like holy. Mm. Right. So, mm. um, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. Like the thing that comes to mind for me is like, you know, when you get married to someone, like there's this whole like, mon like, you know, yeah. Ayer like goes through this whole like prayer. Yeah. Right. So like, yeah, I guess it was like a prayer. Like she went through like this. It, I, I remember when it was actually happening, I was like, whoa, this is like actually happening for a long time. This is a long prayer. Yeah. Um, and then, and then each one of us, um, like when it comes, that comes to an end, uh, um, each one of us, um, goes up to her and, um, and she offers us one drink and then we drink it and go back, um, and sit. And I think, uh, we waited for an hour and then she offers another drink. Um, and, and some people like it, it impacts everyone so differently and not only does it impact everyone so differently but i think everyone has a different experience each time so that was With each drink you mean no 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 each experience oh each experience okay got it, got it. yeah they, she shared that as well in the beginning um because some of the people there it was their second day because sometimes people do it like usually these sort of ayahuasca retreats it's kind of like a three-day thing oh i where, see so they were living at her house pretty much i imagine of. Yeah, I, I imagine okay. those people okay. that were there for a second time. I see. So before we get into the actual experience that you went through in the ceremony, so there's this incantation or prayer that happens and um, you walk up and get, what, a monk, a glass, a shark glass of this potion? What, yeah, what it looked like a, the size was a like a shark glass. Okay. Yeah. And you just drink it in front of her and then mm -hmm. go and you walk back to your mat. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. So what happened with you specifically after the first time you walked up and had a had a shot of ayahuasca, I guess? Well, I went back to my mat and uh, I was just kind of waiting. Hmm. I was just waiting. Were you wearing a watch or anything like that to kind of no. mark the passage of time? Or anything? No, okay. no. Were you fixated on a particular object that could be moving with time so that you know how much time had gone by or no? Okay. <laughs> um, but I remember someone saying, one of the, the helpers said that you're not actually conscious of time. Mm. Um, so you don't, uh, like you don't know, you know, like time passing, like it's not even a concept. Um, so you went and sat down and then you closed your eyes. Did you have anything on yeah, you? Yeah, I like closed a mask? my eyes. Yeah, she gave us, she offered us a mask if that helps us like, you know, like kind a, of tune into like yourself. Like an eye mask. Eye mask, yeah. Um, if that helps us tune into ourselves. So I did take one and I, I put that on at time. I, I think I had that on for the majority of the time because I really wanted to have my own experience because, you know, the people beside you, like they are having their own experience and you can hear that. How right? far are you from the person next to you? Mm, maybe a foot. Okay. So you can... No, you a meter. Sorry, a meter. Oh, you can't touch them. No, no, no. Okay. Yeah, a meter. Um, yeah. Um, so you went and you put on your mask and you were just kind of waiting yeah, after the waiting. first shot. Mm -hmm. Do you remember that exact moment? Like any thought, what was the thought that went through your head? Like um, what's going on? Like nothing's happening. Like what were, your, what were yeah. the thoughts going through your head at that point? Yeah, I, I was wondering like, oh, should this have hit me already? Should I be feeling something? And, and when I started like hearing people having their reactions then I'm like, oh, okay. So like... You know people are reacting to it so it, it is definitely in my like system and like i guess i'm just i haven't connected yet um because that's what mary lou kept saying like you will know when you've connected because mm. you like you know if you need a second drink or not 
What were you hearing from the people around you that thought, um, that, that gave you the impression? So purging is part of the experience. Explain purging. Um, so purging is used usually when um, you're getting out, like you're purging what needs to get out of your body. Mm. Typically, people um, vomit, and that's what it typically looks like. Mm. Um, sometimes people, I've heard, sometimes also have diarrhea. Mm. But mostly it's the vomiting. So you had your bucket list. And then, you know, you maybe you're crying. or oh, um, It can, yeah, look different for different people. From my understanding, per, uh, vomiting is uh, pretty normal. So you had a bucket too, near. Yes, you? everyone had a bucket. Everyone had a box of tissue. Mm. Um, she told us to bring um, a notebook if we want to write. Mm. Um, but I can't imagine... Yeah, I don't think when you're in the experience, you can, you can actually write. You can state to write. Yeah. 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 Um, so nothing happens with your first mm-hmm. shot. Yeah, I didn't Does she any... start another prayer for the second round, as it were? No, or she said it... at this time, I'm going to offer a second uh, drink. Yeah. And... Was there music playing at this point? Or... So the entire time there was music, music playing. playing. What kind of music? Like instrumental, vocal? Both. Um so she says she's very intentional with the music. So the practitioners themselves, the provi- the providers or, you know, helpers, they take, they are also part of the experience. They take oh, really? ayahuasca as well, as well. At the same time. Yeah, as oh, I was that's very surprised. Um, so they, and they're still able to help others and all of yeah, that. Yeah, because they are connected to oh. ayahuasca. So, you know, what, one of the things she said was like, you know, like even everything is very intentional. The music is very intentional. It's like Mother Ayahuasca tells her, you know, what kind of music to put on because this is what we'll need. The, that's This is what the group needs right now. These people today. Oh, yeah, like in this moment. And then, you know, every moment that changes. Does that come to her in like a dream state? Is it like a just a... I think it's different for everyone, but, um, you know, the way she speaks about it, like Mother Ayahuasca, you know, called me into it or Mother Ayahuasca told me, yeah, told me, like she says, told me. So Mm. maybe it's, um, verbal, I I don't know. Um, so, so yeah, so, um, there's music the entire time and sometimes the music, the music is always like, it just seemed to be aligned to what was happening Um, but the music with that said the music was always kind of centered and around love like it was all about just loving yourself and um, because the words were in English saying to love yourself was just a feeling that you got no 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 both so some of the music was English some of it was uh, a different language some of it was just instruments um, just drumming yeah Mm. chimes like different uh, it just it was all different yeah so she said at this time i'm offering a second uh, glass mm-hmm. and she does she come to you do you no. walk up again to her yeah okay you go up to her because um, she kind of has like this altar sort of setup i see okay yeah um so you go up there and then you take a drink and then go back um so yeah so i uh i took the second drink um and i went back and sat down and again i was kind of just waiting and uh and then and then i i did connect mm-hmm. um so when i connected 
um, my first experience of that connection was um, so something I, I like constantly always try to do is tune into my body um, tune into my body because you know I believe our body give like has so much to say to us we just need to listen um, so I'm constantly like even when I took after the taking the first drink I did that and then after I took the second one I continue to do that as well and and um, and so that experience when I connected was um, was when I, I couldn't sense my body anymore mm. I couldn't sense my body anymore but I felt so alive because I felt I felt like I was everything mm. like I felt I was like everything everywhere like I'm like I've like molecules vibrating everywhere around me like just space interesting like I was just like space so I felt like I was like nothing almost like yeah. it was nothing but I was also everything mm. right like it was it was so powerful and it was so it was definitely one of the most amazing experiences I've ever had as you know I've always wanted to fly so yes, yes. I think um in that moment I felt like I was definitely like floating or flying like it wasn't even like i'm you know flying because flying seems more like of an intentional action yes. but it was like i was floating i was floating in air and like it was just so easy and peaceful and natural so it, it wasn't so much like an out-of-body experience because even with that you have a sense of your physical body just this this was not even that no it was just like you disintegrated yeah like became, i am that yeah you yeah. you are that mm. yeah that's funny a lot of this reminds me of um, of hinduism really mm. right and i think we've talked about that the fact that he said i am that mm -hmm. is the name of like uh, 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 uh like it's one of the things by ramana maharishi mm. he talks about i am that mm -hmm. right and this this thing about molecules vibrating and the that's, oneness of the universe mm -hmm. so it's interesting how a lot of these religions uh, or spiritualities at the core share so much mm -hmm. essence with each other mm -hmm. but go on so that was yeah that was that was when i knew that i was connected mm. and i and like I, it was just so powerful and just so amazing yeah it was amazing and then <laughs> um and then i guess like i started thinking about it mm. you know i started like instead of what were you thinking like in that experience i was like just like fear? being okay right yeah but then i started thinking and then i i think i activated like i think i activated something else like when i started thinking mm. um because when i started thinking things changed what was the thought that popped into your head as you were floating i i think i was just trying to observe it observe what like like initially i was just being right and that was just like pure bliss but then when i started so can i just pause you yeah there? in that being of bliss like mm -hmm. did you see colors did you hear sounds was it darkness and you i continue just... to hear the music yeah i can i didn't see like there's no hallucinating i, di I didn't have any hallucinations so it was just a more elevated sense of consciousness yes. not necessarily imagine like you're not manifesting images or sounds or anything like that okay mm. no. okay no. It was just like, like I was just being. Yeah. 
Okay. And then a thought came in. And then, yeah, and then my mind decided to analyze this. What was the thought that came in? <laughs> like, like what is happening I right see. now? Out of fear? Or curiosity? No, 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 curiosity. Yeah. Yeah, okay. it was definitely, because I was loving it. Yeah. I was loving it. So, so I wanted want to understand to, it. I wanted to understand it and yeah. I wanted to be able to articulate it and talk about it and write about it. Got it. Um, and like, so how would I explain this? Okay. Right. So then I just started thinking about it and then, okay. and then, and honestly, like when I started thinking about it, the thinking didn't even last long because then came on a different experience. What was that? Um, so then, then I felt like my body was on fire. I felt my body. So then I felt my body and my body was on fire. Like I was burning, mm. like I was burning from the inside yeah. out. Um, and uh, so I felt that burning sensation and, it, and that felt like it was happening for a while. And then I felt... Where in your body were you burning? I mostly felt it, I think, in my like, um, like abdomen and chest and just like upper body. And, and I was surprised that I, I like, I, I definitely felt it in my whole body. But I, I think it was more exaggerated in like my upper, upper body. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Where you would have drank the potion, you would have gone down your esophagus, mm -hmm. and yeah. Um. Yeah. So I felt like I was burning, and then, um, and then, and then I, and then I felt like. Um, and then I felt like there was a snake inside of me, mm. like a snake that was on fire inside of me, slithering inside of me. Uh, but then that didn't last long because when I felt that like snake sensation is when I purged. You vomited. Yeah. Um, so. How many times did this happen? Was it like so the one time? purged. And then after when I purged the first time, the snake was gone. My body still continued to feel like it was on fire. And then I was like, why isn't this over yet? Why is this? And like, what, what's... And then I just wanted to go to sleep. And I wanted the experience to be over. Because it was just so... It was a lot. It was very intense. Like, I just... I didn't want... Like, I felt like my body was on fire. But it's not that I was hot. You know? Like, I yeah. still wanted the blankets around me. I still wanted to be like... Like, you know, wrapped up. But I felt like I was on fire. Were you lying down at this point? Mm -hmm. Like I was trying to lie down. Like when I didn't feel like I needed to purge, I was lying down. Like on your back? Yeah. Mm. Um, and uh, yeah, and then I, I felt uh, there was a snake again. And, um, and so... And then I purged again. And then after that, I, I still felt, I don't think I felt I, like I was on fire, but I still felt ill. Like I felt, I didn't, I felt nauseous and didn't feel good. Um, and then, and then, um, and then, so um, Mary Lou, she opens the circle and, you know, does the whole prayer, the ceremony part, and we drink it and all of that. And then at some point she also closes the circle, at which point, like, things are kind of coming to an end, right? But so she closed the circle and then I got anxious. I got anxious because I thought that she was, you know, now going to go away. And I'm, I'm still very much feeling like awful, like I was feeling horrible. And so, um, 
I was, uh, yeah, and then I got scared. And I, I think maybe my fear also kind of made me feel more sick and like mm. more nauseous. Um, but then I, um, I, 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 I went to the washroom, so I stood up to go to the washroom and, you know, she was there to support me and walk me to the washroom. And then, um, and it was, I, cause I intentionally wanted to go to the washroom while she was still there, just in case I did need help walking yeah. there. Um, to purge again in the washroom or? Well, I, I did to... need to go pee. Sorry. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, so I went, um, I, yeah, so I, I used the washroom and then she was outside and she walked me back. Um, she walked me back and she, um, and she basically kind of, uh, um, tucked me in. Like she, you know, I lie down, she kind of tucked me in with my blankets and, uh, she's just so loving. I, I honestly can't even remember the exact words she said, but she said just something that, that, uh, like was just so loving and kind and then I like again instantly I like the anxiety I was feeling all vanished um this was after the the circle had closed you mm -hmm. went okay got it yeah so you sleep where you were uh, having experience yeah mm. yeah yeah how much time did this whole thing take to she said the following day that she closed the circle um around 2 30. Wow, so it didn't feel like that at all for you, probably. I was not at all mindful of what Did time. it feel quick that it had happened, or... What do you like, mean? Like, what, what time did the ceremony start? Like, 7 Well, we got there around, like, 7.38. I think it maybe started at, like, 9.30. Okay, it's a good uh, five hours. Yeah. Five, six hours. The whole thing, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm yeah, and then... Yeah, and then I went to bed and uh, and I also want to put out there that uh, everyone like you know even when you're purging it's like you're the there's a helper right there like you know they're right there holding the next bucket and holding like tissue to you know help you kind of clean yourself up and then um, so you're not like just sitting there with like you know Vomit. this yeah, yeah bad smelling thing that's just gonna make you more nauseous like yeah. it, you know she had like lavender scented garbage bags and it was um like there was no like it literally was like um this just needed to happen yeah and and then it's done right and mm. now continue with your experience and see what other what else like ayahuasca has to offer you mm. did you have any dreams that night no no i just went to sleep Good sleep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And you wake up the next morning at what time and what happens the mm. next morning? <clears throat> I have no idea what time we wake up. I, I imagine we woke up around like nine. Yeah, nine. Um, eight thirty nine and uh then we got up, um, brushed our teeth and then uh Mary Lou gave us breakfast and uh and then we all kind of we all went around um she does into what she calls integration um and so everyone she has a talking stick and everyone go takes turns sharing what their experience was and um essentially kind of i guess honoring and honoring each person do you feel comfortable sharing what some of the experiences you heard from the others what no, because that's your experience. Sure. I think it's my story to tell. No worries. Um, but everything, everyone had a very different experience. 
Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, Naz shared a little bit with us about hers, and mm-hmm. I found it completely different from yours. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? Uh, but I think what she said, like, you get what... Everybody gets what they, like, what they are meant to get. Mm-hmm. Or have the experience that they're meant to have. Yeah, like, what their intentions was, as well as, um, I think, like, how you go into it makes a difference, too. Yeah. Like, Naz was very, like, super excited... And I was like, and she was just like, I can't wait for this sort of ex- person, like, you know, um, feel. Whereas I think I was more anxious. So what was the intention that you had set out at the start of the ceremony? And did you feel that was So my intention was to be relieved of anything from the past, whether that's uh, trauma or just, you know, any sort of, I guess, negative or a experience that I'm still holding on to, um, which is coming out mm. and? today. Um, and I think, I think there's no way for me to know in that, like, you know, the day after yeah. or even like the week after, I would say, there's no way for me to know if I've like, it's not what my intention itself is not something where instantly I'll know. You know, it's something that I need to kind of continue to experience because yeah. I need to continue to see um, how I'm reacting yeah. um, differently to things. You know, what I'm, yeah. That's good. You're not putting pressure on yourself to feel mm-hmm. a certain way because you went through this. Yeah, no. Um, like, for me, I definitely instant, like, I felt like the morning after what I did feel was lighter. I felt lighter and I felt relieved. Mm. Um, so that was a nice, you know, like just a body sensation just to kind of feel lighter. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, and like, you know, the other thing, like the day after, like, you know, the day or two after I felt, um, like I, I, like I felt like I was slower. Um, yeah, like thinking or you're doing or both. Both. But I don't actually know if I was, you know, like, and maybe you can share your perspective. <laughs> like, I felt like I was um, slower in the sense where I was, there was more space for me to, there was more space between an event that took, you know, that takes place, whether that's. I don't know, Sahana throwing the food or you making a comment to me or whatever it is. I felt like there was more, like I felt there was more space for me to be more intentional Yeah. with how I choose to respond to this. Mm. So that I really, really, like that for me definitely is a very positive experience. Um, like I've, like I meditate, right? Like I, I you know, I do it every day yeah and so i you know that's one of the things that comes out of meditation and mindfulness but that's a more of a practice and i was very surprised to feel this way after the ayahuasca ceremony because it's it, it was just so much more intense yeah like so it was very very interesting i think i can attest to that i think what i've observed is um you do seem to have a lot more patience uh, I, I mean, in the sense that you come back and from this experience, you come back to, you know, to pretty, you know, amazing kids, but I mean, they're kids mm-hmm. and you have like an annoying husband. So, but I feel like 
you 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 seem to be in a different uh, way on a different wave length yeah i think one of the things that really stuck out to me with us yeah was um so you know we've both uh, like when it comes to cleaning like i've shared like you know my history of that yes. um and uh and and you know my feelings around cleaning and the way that you clean yes um and uh and we were in the car and you know and the way that you speak when it comes to cleaning and keeping our house clean like you like you just continue to be how you were right yeah. so um and so you would again made a comment about cleaning in the way that you do um which isn't you know cheery or positive or you know necessarily happy inducing at all yeah. right um but i remember in that moment the way that i chose to respond to that like in that moment i like i i think i was very intentional of, of how i did respond to it which i picked up on but uh but i was i was so proud of myself and i was like whoa like that's yeah, like yeah. i'm so like i'm so thankful and and proud of myself for choosing that yes right choosing that way to of responding to you which was more loving yes. right the intention was about love i want our home to be about love so let's do this in a loving way tell me specifically what it is that you need and how i can you know support you with that because that's what i want to do right so it's like i was like i was and and so that like i was for that's an example. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And I think that was what like 3 days after or 4 days? 4 days after something like that. Yeah. Um that's interesting cuz uh, you know on the cleaning part there was something else you said about uh we acknowledge that the way you were approaching it was informed by past trauma in terms of like you know how you guys cleaned the house or whatever. So I thought oh that's very self-aware of you to kind of say that but we did talk about that before yeah but but you actually like came downstairs and you said oh I because i said yeah. oh i said i had a revelation yeah. you're my mom yeah, yes yeah, yeah, yes yeah. you're right i never i never yeah. you've never that done that sort of language. yeah you have not you're right before, you're right so. and i don't think i i don't think i ever connected it like that either yes yes yeah you're right yeah you're right um so would you do it again Hundred percent. When? Not anytime soon, because yeah. uh, the experience is very, very intense, and um, and I think it's I think it's an ongoing experience. You know, like the reason why you're still not supposed to drink or still supposed to follow a diet or um, still supposed to do marijuana. It, or not supposed to do marijuana um, is because um, like it's still within you ayahuasca is still within you and she's still like the idea is that she's she's with you and she's going to continue to guide you and things will continue to click and uh, come together mm. mm -hmm. um, awesome yeah uh, would you do it would I do within? it well, I've been I've been asked by a few people now to join them for it, including you told me to go for it, and I've been. I'm not sure yet. I'm not I just sure think yet. that it's something. I just think it's such a powerful, transformative experience for anyone if yes. they are open to it. That's right. Yeah. If they are open to receive what uh, Mother Ayahuasca has to offer. Yeah.
I, I, I guess it's, uh, I'll, you know, I'll go back to the spiritual roots that I'm used to. Uh, in Hinduism, you know, you're sometimes called to it, mm. right? I, I don't quite know that yet mm-hmm. of this. I don't mm-hmm. want to force myself in an experience mm-hmm. um, and come into it with expectations of not called called to it yet. Mm. I think it will happen. I've had similar kinds of things in other, I guess, spiritual paths. Mm. Um, yeah, so I don't know. I'm. It's not a no. Uh, I just don't know mm-hmm. yet. Yeah. It's but I'm, you know, I'm, you know, I guess we'll, we can kind of end it there, and I, you know, I just want to say that, uh, I think I said this at the, at the start. Um, I'm very proud of you for doing this, mm-hmm. uh, that you managed to get it done, mm-hmm. and. Uh, Me too. Thank you. Yeah, and. Uh, yeah, I hope I hope you know those those of you listening. Uh, if <laughs> if anyone's listening, if you decide to put this out, get something from it. I actually have couple of friends who want uh, this person's phone number as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll ask you for it. Um, yeah, so we'll... Uh, I think this is a good chat, right? Like, what did you, what did you think agree. of this chat? <laughs> are, are you glad you did it? 100%. I'm glad mostly because... Uh, well, I mean, I having two hours of just sitting and... Has it been, it's like over an hour. Like, just yeah. sitting and just talking to each other and no one's bothering us. That in itself is a huge achievement today. Mm-hmm. Hundred uh, percent. So you do do it more. I would, yeah, because right. I felt like we, like it is a way that we are connecting. Yeah. And um, it's very intentional, and uh, it was just yeah, it was just nice to connect and be very open and authentic, and uh, yeah, I definitely do it again. What about you? Absolutely. I, I think it's kind of, um, in some ways, reminds me of like the hours and hours of conversation we used to have. Mm-hmm. God, like we used to go on like 10 hour dates. Mm-hmm. Um, Where all we did was talk. So yeah. that's why it's like. So we know we, we can, we, we're capable of it. It's just, you know, all yeah. the stuff get in the way. Yeah. And I guess like this is something, I feel like this is something that you like. Re- not, not resonate more with, but like, um, I can understand. you are more excited about this. Yes, yes, I think that's right. So like when it comes to follow through, which is one of the other things we speak about. <laughs> that's the next topic. Okay? Yeah, not this, this is something that you will, I feel like, be more likely to follow through on. Yeah, I think it's always like, you know, do you, do you speak the language that I understand? And this mm-hmm. is something that I understand, right? Mm-hmm. So, uh, well, thank you for staying open and for trying this out today of course uh we'll decide if we want to do another one and if, <laughs> if so what that's going to be but but i appreciate the the opportunity to uh be very honest mm-hmm. uh yeah awesome thank you thank you bye <laughs> love you love you too bye bye i don't know i guess bye to listeners not bye to each other <laughs>